Section C. Fundamental Properties of Marriage The unity and indissolubility of marriage, which we have already mentioned, flows as properties from the common good of the family. The good of the children thus belonging to the natural law, they are valid for all men regardless of religion or culture, although they have been confirmed by the divine positive law of God. They are not peculiar to the sacrament of marriage for Christians, but belong also to the natural contract common to all peoples. 1. Indissolubility. Here, the good of the offspring is the first consideration. A dissoluble marriage would threaten it by jeopardizing the education of the children. But even when the children have grown up and no longer need education, the good of marriage would be in danger by the damage to the relationship of filiation and parenthood, which is one of the deepest relationships among men. The second consideration is the matter of justice. The rights acquired in marriage would be injured by the dissolution of the contract. The third consideration is the unique friendship that exists in marriage, whose sign is the spontaneous feelings that married love is exclusive and forever, enshrined in all folklores and literatures as one more manifestation of what is permanent in human nature. It has always and everywhere been felt that, while indissolubility and marital fidelity are values, goods, divorce and marital infidelities are counter-values, evils, and it is values that should animate and guide cultures, institutions, and laws in order to pursue the common good. Fourthly, by knowing that they are united inseparably, husband and wife love each other more faithfully, consciously, and willingly, and this helps them to take better care of domestic matters and feel more responsible for their household, which would be endangered by the sense of insecurity and the lack of mutual trust deriving from the possibility of dissolving the marriage bond. 2. Unity. This means that it is exclusive, i.e. of one with one. The matrimonial bond excludes polygamy. Here again, the first consideration is the good of the children. For their education, they need the complementarity of father and mother, the head and the heart, so to speak, of the family. Children need both affection and discipline. As the family is a society, it needs a government which corresponds naturally to the parents in relation to the children. They complement each other in this task, and this partnership would be upset by a third or fourth party. Besides, polygamy degrades the woman who has to share a man with other women. It makes the female sex inferior in practice, which is contrary to the essential equality of the sexes, and is a source of enmity and strife. Notwithstanding the deluge of rationalizing on this score throughout the centuries, divorce and polygamy remain the social plagues always threatening or undermining civilizations.